1: So, you know how Elon put a limit on how many tweets you can view in a day? Yeah, yeah. Guess who just put
0: a limit on how many threads you can read in a day? Uh huh. Yep, I've heard about this. Threads, Mark Zuckerberg, or whoever added a limit. They did. Uh, How do you feel about that? I think it's funny because everyone was so upset and not very understanding. Or the people who were not understanding of why that would be a thing um, were saying that, you know, threads wouldn't do that or this is why I don't like Twitter. And then, yeah, threads had to do the same thing. So I just find it really ironic and funny. (laughs) Well,
1: Elon actually responded to a couple of tweets that were, I guess, posted on uh, threads Uh, He replied, I haven't pulled up in front of me. This first tweet uh, says somebody posted something on Twitter saying that spam attacks have picked up. Oh, actually, this might be someone who's over threads posting on Mm. threads. Make sure I get that right. Spam attacks have picked up, so we're going to have to get tighter on things like rate limits, which is going to mean more unintentionally limiting active people. In parentheses, it says false positives. If you get caught up in those protections, let us know. Now, Elon just replied, Lamau, copycat. Now. <laughs> and on another one, uh, someone said someone screenshotted a try again later screen on threads because they had read too many threads. Uh, Elon replied to that picture and says, Seems oppressive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice he always has really good comebacks and replies to stuff like that i mean how do you feel about the limit i'm, I'm sure
1: we touched on this last time i get it mm-hmm. uh it kind of limits spam accounts from just being created and then being able to use the app as much as possible and then there's fake accounts mm-hmm. but the negative of that is obviously i don't know who's looking at 600 tweets 600 threads a day yeah that's quite Apparently. a is a it's a big problem for some people.
0: Well, basically, well, what I'm curious about with threads, the way that they're limiting it and the phrasing that he used, like some people might get caught in this and have false positives. I'm I'm wondering if they can look at certain attributes of how you're using the app to try to key in. And because what it sounded like, and I obviously don't know this, but it sounded like Twitter, their approach was if you reach 600, if you're not a verified blue member, then you were you done for the day, right? Whereas this, it doesn't necessarily say the amount. It doesn't say that it's going to happen to you, but it could happen. So maybe if you have suspicious activity, if you're scrolling and, you know, a software model would just absorb all that information quickly, that's not very human-like. So maybe there's certain ways that they can adjust how sensitive it it is to things like that. I'm not sure. But also verifying people would help. (laughs) It would, which is
1: also something you have to pay for, which is also Mm -hmm. something he recently implemented. Funny Mm -hmm. how that works. I get it. I think they might uh, should set up some algorithms to search for bots and then not tell people what it is so that they Mm -hmm. can't make bot accounts to do that. Yeah, I don't know.
0: That, that would be smart. I mean, you could always make more bot accounts if there's a 600 uh tweet limit or thread limit, then okay, now we got to figure out a way to get creative to make more accounts, you know, a little bit quicker. Uh there's so much that goes on into this. It's really impressive how good like modern-day hackers or uh, like it is their profession and they are very, very good at this. Um Even where I interned, we would have lots of different types of attacks and different ways that people would take over your account. And it's always so impressive to me how they're able to do things. Um, We we even had someone who they lost control to their computer entirely, their phone entirely, their credit card entirely. And they were watching the, the hacker use their computer in front of them and they couldn't stop it i mean just things like that you hear about it and you're like oh my goodness i i can't believe that someone is that good and there's on the other side there's this whole team and all these companies that are trying to have the best security so that's what honestly makes technology and cybersecurity so interesting to me there's my sales pitch for it because it really is there's so much dedication to the good side and and the bad side of both and it affects everyone so yeah that's why you should get into technology
1: (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's a very interesting conversation i think people look at it um just at the surface level which is oh i want to be able to look at more tweets i don't want to be restricted it's not really that the less hacking that goes on means there's less tied to your account that can be used against you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. If If you're somebody that uses the same,
1: yeah, if they use the same password for everything and you're suddenly tweeting when you're out of town or what bank you're with, or I don't know, just when your dog died, you're probably going to include what the name of that dog was. Or if you're tweeting about your mother-in-law, you're going to figure out your mother-in-law's maiden name or vice Mm -hmm. versa.
0: Yeah, so it's really interesting how people will use all of this, like, social engineering to figure out what your password is and to get it to to reset. Because a lot of it, to reset your password, not so much anymore, but at least one step will be um, your, like, security question that you set up. That's not the only one, but sometimes it can kind of come down to that and a lot of times it's very basic information that people put on social media so if i know who you are i know your name and i'm trying to hack your account then i can look at everything that you post and everyone puts everything on social media and these questions are like your dog the dog's name uh where you grew up where you went to high school who your best friend is your mom's maiden name yes everyone (laughs) posts this stuff and so Yeah, I mean, I think you need to be careful what your security question is and make sure that it's not something that you've posted about. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, so that's my little news piece. What do you got? All right. Um, Well, this actually kind of goes similar to the password stuff. Um, I'm sure you've heard about it before, but Netflix is getting a lot more serious about cracking down on people's passwords. And I wanted to bring this up because this affects A lot of people and their whole setup and their financial budget of paying for 13 different, you know, media services or streaming services. So first of all, what are your thoughts on this just as a whole about Netflix cracking down on on password sharing? I don't really see why they didn't do this a long time ago. We Mm
1: -hmm. all saw it coming. Uh, None of us like it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody shares passwords yes. for logins. Um, even now, I don't even know what the point of it is because don't they have a limit on to how many screens can be going at the same time?
0: I think so. I think that they've slowly implemented more and more measures to make sure that people can't do it excessively. And I think one of the main things is maybe you have multiple devices, but they're mobile devices. So you have one main TV and it'll pick up on that and it knows the model um, of your device so i can't go to one person's house and set up netflix there and go somewhere else and have it on their main tv maybe you can right now but there's no you know there's restrictions on like hulu and with how many tvs that you're going to be able to put it on see i don't know if this is a smart time for
1: netflix to do this maybe it's the best time best opportunity they have because no new streaming services have come out in the past couple of months. Mm -hmm. If they implemented this when like Peacock went live, like if that was coming out now, this would probably be a mistake because I think less and less people are going to start using Netflix. That's why Netflix I think is creating more original content is Mm because no content is going to end up being on there. I only use Netflix for a handful of things and most of the shows on there are on Hulu or Paramount plus or Peacock or something else.
0: Yeah. I, I think know. the what original think I think that the original stuff like shows, uh movies, I think that's a great idea. One thing that's interesting about this is everyone expected their revenue and their sign-ups to drop, but it increased after this according to this by 5.9 million subscribers globally <clears throat> with wow. US and Canada making up 1.17 million new members from April to June. So that's kind of a big deal and it had an opposite effect. But if you think about it, if you really like Netflix and you can't password share, you got to make a new account and you got to start paying for it. So it increased their subscribers and increased revenue, obviously. And like you said, no one likes this and everyone kind of thinks it's a, It's like a jerk move, but honestly, it makes sense. People who are sharing passwords, I mean, I'm not going to say I do it publicly. But who doesn't? But who doesn't? And why wouldn't a company crack down on this? I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. I'm not upset about it, but like you said, it's kind of odd that it's taken them this long to get this serious about it. But I think more people are going to be doing the same thing, more streaming platforms. It's killing the revenue if everyone just shares the password and shares the same account.
1: That's what I'm saying. If it had that much of an
0: effect, which is the total opposite effect that I expected,
1: why didn't they do this a lot sooner?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, timing is everything, too, with when they do it, like you said. And so now feels like a pretty good time. The only thing that's been going on big in like new streaming services is um, HBO Max is now called Max. I think that's the biggest thing that's happened in a while. Did you hear about that's that dumb. rebrand? I yeah. did not. That is dumb. It's just called
1: Max. Hey, yeah, can I get the Max account? Yeah. The Netflix account? The I like HBO account? just fine. But I think HBO anyway. Max is just fine. Mhm. what do you got love a good rebranding here's my other little piece of news for you mm-hmm. tell me if you've heard about this because apparently it already exists and i did not know that amazon you know how they own whole foods yeah you know i that? think i knew that but
0: i haven't heard that it was like a time. billion
1: billions of dollars yeah, yeah. Buyout. But you can actually, I don't know if you knew this, this is a side piece, you can actually order things from Amazon and either take them to Whole Foods to return things or to pick up items. They have different lockers that you can do, pick up and drop off. That's awesome. There's actually some workplaces that have something similar where if you contact your IT department and say, hey, I need a new keyboard and mouse, mine broke. They'll say, okay, go to Locker 14 and type in this code. We usually keep supplies in there. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Here's something else that's cool. Amazon is now rolling out Palm Payments to all 500 plus Whole Foods stores. I have I have no idea how this works.
0: Palm Payments. What but, is so that? what you do? What you
1: do? <laughs> and apparently this is already active in 200 stores. Hmm. I don't know where they're located. I've never seen this before. Granted, I haven't been to Whole Foods in a while. But you basically, um, when you go to pay for your food or whatever you're buying, there's a over the card reader. There's there's like this. Um, I don't know how to describe it. Like this uh, cylinder that's above the card reader that yeah. you put your hand over it and yeah, it reads your the... palm.
0: Well, that's and like futuristic that
1: yeah that pays for the food i guess it's reading your hand for different kind of like it, a fingerprint reader reads fingerprints
0: yeah. that's that's really cool i don't know why i've never thought of grocery stores is. doing that because we use that for everything it just well it seems silly
1: but it's a very futuristic thing to go to the grocery store you don't even need your wallet you don't even need your phone which mm. unless you live in a city i guess i was going to say i don't know if you could drive to the store without your wallet if that's got your license. But say you live in a city and you're like, oh, I forgot my phone, forgot my wallet. I can go to Whole Foods, wave my hand over this palm reader, pay for stuff and leave. And it looked like it was very quick. I watched some of the demo videos. You can either sign up at the register when you're checking out. And uh, what you're doing is tying your palm print to a card and your phone number so it will charge that in the future going forward. They also have kiosks, which you can set up, and it, you set up both hands, so you can pay with either one. That's a very cool futuristic thing to go to a, up to a cashier because somehow those still exist. I guess, does Whole <laughs> Foods have self-checkout?
0: I don't know. I haven't been in a while. There's not a close know. one near near me. Really. I haven't seen that. That's a futuristic thing. You go up,
1: you uh get your stuff scanned, you wave your hand over a palm reader, hold it over, you pay for it, and you walk out.
0: Yeah, I like this idea. I think it, more people need to start doing that because yeah. that's just an easier way than getting out your card. That feels so outdated. you got to get your card out of your wallet to pay. Um, it's a
1: really old piece of technology if you think about it. It's yeah, a plastic it's... card with a bar strip mm-hmm. or a chip reader now, which doesn't really work that well. Yeah, oh my god. But that word. will save time. It if if they are still going to have ca- cashiers and all that, you've all been stuck behind somebody who just can't seem to find the right card with money on it or can't seem to find their wallet. Yep. And then, oh no, I forgot my wallet in the car. I'm going to hold up this entire line of 12 plus people. I'm going to run out to my car and I'll be right back.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's true. I've had
1: that happen and they never came back. <laughs> mm they went home i used to work at a grocery store they went home got their wallet came back and then were confused when their grocery store not there true story yeah you that might have happened on multiple <laughs> yeah that might have happened crazy. on multiple
0: occasions i think they had cold food too i don't know
1: mm, so that's my little
0: story i like that people need to be doing that more more stores should get on that yeah i really like the idea of amazon just a little side note owning like a a store like that i just think that that's cool Just to kind of try to merge things together is always a a cool idea for me. All right. What I have, um, this is just something small to bring up, but I thought it was at least interesting. So TikTok, we know them. Some people love them. Some people hate them. Well, they are testing, and I think it might be out um, a music streaming service in Australia, Mexico, and Singapore, and maybe other places as well. But, I have never thought of them doing music streaming like Spotify or Apple Music, but I don't see why that they couldn't. And they are very famous for their sounds and their music with trends. I mean, songs will literally get revived from the dead, old songs that no one has heard about. Maybe our parents did, maybe our great grandparents, maybe it was cool at the time, or maybe it never was. But because of TikTok, random songs, little snippets will get very popular out of nowhere. So this actually kind of makes a little bit of sense to me. But I'm curious to see if it would come to the U.S. if you know it doesn't get banned, um, which it very well could. But interesting. Yeah,
1: maybe that's their other thing that they still provide. So we were talking about that an episode or two ago, how that's kind of the only thing they're doing. We're in the metaverse. You have the Facebook, the Instagram, threads, messaging, WhatsApp. What else? Oculus. And then you've got Elon over here with Tesla, vehicles, Twitter, and now an AI program. Yeah, XAI. And now TikTok. TikTok was kind of by itself. I guess YouTube was the only similar thing. But now Mm. if they have a streaming service, I could see them being pretty successful in that. Although Spotify and Apple Music... They pretty much have the whole market right now. I don't really know where they would fit in if they did come to the U.S. They probably won't with everything going on of a potential ban. Yeah, But I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think that it's kind of hard to to get into that space, like you said, because Apple Music and Spotify, they are the main ones. Um, But I don't know. Maybe they could come out with a very competitive price. Also, I don't know I don't know what Australia and, and Mexico and Singapore. I don't know. I don't know what it's like there, and 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 how well it would do there. Um, but also I also don't, don't know what they have access to, right? I, I assume Spotify, or
1: maybe they use I something totally different.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just interesting to see another company get into it. And even if you're in third place, like you can still make a lot of money. You know, even if you're just yep. third popular, there's really not that many streaming services. And that could be for a reason because they have a hard time holding up. Um, I mean, for a while, Spotify was looking like it could go under because Apple is a huge company and apple music they don't have to make money off of apple music they could be losing money but it would give them more attention and they make money elsewhere whereas spotify they are a music streaming service only that i'm aware of and so it's a lot harder for them to do it but because they've been established and been around for a long time they're still around and probably will be i'm interested though i'm looking this up right now
1: who is bigger Spotify or Apple Music? Hmm. Who knows if this article is going to be updated. Yeah, what's your guess? Yeah, Spotify. Without me looking, I would say Spotify, but not by as much as you would think. Here's an article from May 12th of 2023. Spotify currently has over five hundred and fifteen million users and two hundred and ten million premium subscribers worldwide. Uh, Apple Music was once the leader in all things digital music, but is currently behind Spotify with more than ninety eight million users. That is a big difference. I was completely wrong. What were the two numbered specs back, back? same again? Spotify is five hundred and fifteen million users hundred and fifteen actually.
0: Oh, do you have to combine premium and the and the non-premium, or is that yeah? Total? It says
1: well, it says five hundred fifteen users and two hundred and ten premium. I don't know if that two hundred and ten is part of that five hundred million, but either way, either it's way, hundreds, it's in the hundreds of millions. And as of May of this year, Apple Music was ninety eight
0: million users. Yeah, I mean Spotify had to make some moves. They are now like signing people like joe rogan he is spotify like only at least that's where Exclusive. the yeah he's exclusively there of course things get posted to youtube but just clips not full episodes so those are really big deals um and maybe others as well they've added like the video um which i think for us on this tech podcast you can watch on spotify or youtube the video version um, we don't do that for the tapes because currently uploading that is already a monster, so it would kind of take too long. But, yeah, this this is an interesting story to me. Got anything else? Um, That's it for me. Okay. Well, I have something else to bring up, and oh. this I am very excited about. Oh. Um, so I've been saying this for a while, you know. Microsoft... <laughs> Google, Meta, OpenAI, they're all doing OpenAI. They're, they're or not OpenAI. They're all doing AI things. Apple has not. Well, pretty big in the news this week. Apple GPT has been... No. Yep. has <laughs> Who's been a naming thing? these things? <laughs> I don't know. That is terrible. It, it sounds like they just stole chat GPT. But what put Apple GPT? in front of it. What, what does, that does that stand for? for? Look that up. But let, let well, me give well, a little, little let me something. Gurgle this. Gurgle this, and I, I'll give this little report. So, according to Bloomberg, Apple is working on a chat bot, chat bot, and has already been testing it internally. Uh, sources claim that Apple's AI plans are expected to be revealed in a major announcement in 2024. Apple, um, Apple engineers are said to refer to the ai as apple gpt internally none of this is official this is all rumors but i've seen a lot of rumors and i've seen a lot of news stories and it's going everywhere so the name is not official um it could be worse it could be named bard what a horrible name that is um, in my opinion it could always be worse but this is a chatbot like feature similar to chat gpt that's what I, like I said,
1: Who's, who is naming these things? We got <laughs> yeah. ChatGPT, Bard, XAI. That's the coolest one so far. Yeah.
0: Well, let me hit you I with don't even, this.
1: I don't even know if it's out yet, but it sounds cooler. Have you heard of Llama? <laughs> no!
0: So, <laughs> is this not the stupidest terrible. thing in the world? So, is ridiculous. Llama 2, actually. This is made by Meta. They have their own AI. Um, The reason you probably haven't heard about it is because it's not like everyone publicly uses it publicly. Public? Public? Um, But... It was a like model. So a lot of these companies, they make models that companies can use and can be used for commercial uses, but it may not get popular to the public because it doesn't have something that's very nice and pleasing for us to interact with, like ChatGPT. Um, so I'm excited that Apple is going to make a chatbot version so everyone can jump on board. Llama too, apparently... <laughs> So bad they named it twice. Yes, apparently that is going to get maybe a chatbot. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on Apple Llama Meta? What what do you
1: think? Well, I did look it up. Uh, GPT stands for Generative Pre-training Transformer. All right. Yeah. In other words, AI. Yeah. I don't know. I think Apple GPT is, if it's an internal thing, that
0: will probably, it's got what, a year? Well, they're working on it internally and they've probably been working on it for months. It's just now coming out. That's a rumor. I mean, there's time
1: for it to change. I hope it does. Like I said, I don't know who's naming these things, but please do better.
0: Yeah, this is terrible. It's kind of pretty.
1: But I don't know. As long as it works, I, I guess it doesn't really matter what you call it. I mean, it's a company named after a fruit. so
0: Yeah, that's true. And then have you seen, their, um,
1: their competitor Windows is literally just named after a window.
0: Have you seen Apple's first logo ever? I have. You know it, it looks It's like that black and white with mm-hmm.
1: a, a square with a dude looking at
0: a ship or something. No, th- well, I
1: remember that wrong.
0: Well, I maybe remember. I think it's like there's a tree and someone's holding something. Everyone should look this up. I was blown away. I did not know this because I've always thought it's just been an Apple logo. Um, so yeah, it was not in the very beginning, but they got better. Changed it quickly. Yeah, I mean they've been a company since like the 70s or something. So
1: oh, hopefully their naming conventions
0: for AI get better. Hmm. I have something else, very similar. Oh, oh, okay. Just more. I'm just bringing it to you. So, speaking of ChatGPT, Wix. Have you heard of Wix? The uh, that's a website builder, right? Yes, similar to Squarespace. Um, believe they are competitors. Well, um, Wix uses ChatGPT to help you build um, an entire website quickly. Um, it's not out yet but it's coming soon and I looked at their little teaser on their website and you can check it out on their YouTube channel it looks pretty cool and I think this is a great idea and I'm never ceas- I, it never ceases to amaze me how AI is literally getting in everything and how I think that this once again is another great idea and another use case that I didn't even think of but yeah, what are your thoughts? No, that's a really good idea. I think the website
1: building space has kind of been dominated by probably just Wix and uh, Squarespace mm-hmm. for a long, long time, which is fine. I think I've used Squarespace at one point or tried it out. I looked into using them at one point for some other project years ago. But um, yeah, it's interesting to see where AI just keeps inserting itself. Music, Uh Images, posters, movie posters, trailers, movie trailers. Have you seen that? mm I haven't um, seen that. Maybe it wasn't a movie trailer. Well, it that's not what I'm thinking of, but on a different project I saw it posted where um some movie, some studio tried using it for a trailer and it, it turned out to be trash. It didn't look good at all. Mm-hmm. Um but then there were other ones that have used it for um like opening opening credits. And those have turned out really good. I don't know what they did differently. But yeah, AI and websites, why not? It'll probably be very helpful because not everybody's artistic.
0: Hmm. Yeah, something that um, I've heard Gary Vee talk about, um, I don't know if I've said this on here, but when people ask him about AI and they're all skeptical and think it's going to destroy the whole universe and, and all of that, his response is... The tractor analogy. Have you heard the tractor analogy? I love it. I I love it too because it's true. He was like, back in the day, 80% of workers were working on a farm. Then the tractor came out and everyone was terrified because it destroyed all the jobs. Well, look at where we are now. It's changed everything. It makes new jobs because now you have the... The mechanic you have to put oil in the thing. You gotta have gas in the thing. You have all these different areas, um, and it makes the production of crops and everything a lot easier. So that's kind of how you can view AI in a sense. Because sure, it destroys some things, but it can also build things, and it makes it makes us better. For the execution of things, because we all have ideas, but I think the hardest part is actually executing what you're trying to do. And when you see AI help people along the way, or even help you get creative, um, it's just a really good tool. If you're not using it, you need to be using it because it isn't everything. And I know we said that before, but it really is. And um, yeah, it, it can help companies. It can help you build a new one. Um, and help some of those jobs like people always think well all these companies are they're, they're just monopolies there's no one to to uh, compete with them well it's kind of because you got to hire this large amount of team to do every little detail well what if you can have AI you could have twice as many startups you never know what's going to happen you can never really predict the future I wouldn't have predicted that that Whole Foods I'd go in and insert my palm to pay for something, but that could happen one day. So you never know what's gonna happen. And you should uh you shouldn't be the old grandpa that's so pessimistic about everything and says the world's gonna end. I mean you might be right, but usually the world keeps churning. So <laughs> Yeah, most
1: of the time the world just keeps turning whether you like the changes that happen or not. And that's the thing. I'm not denying it'll take away jobs. It probably will. But is that yeah. the end of the world? No. Not necessarily. No. There's just going to be different jobs that come out of it. I use it right now as it stands. It's, we've talked about how much it can't do. I use it just as a thing to bounce ideas off of rather yes. than talking to myself because that gets old. Yeah. Now I talk to a computer. <laughs> and I think in that same Gary Vee analogy he said um, you're upset because it affects you. You were okay with Amazon if you didn't own a bookstore. Mm-hmm. But now he's like use it as a tool as a creativity tool like i use it to bounce ideas off of i said i'll usually ask it something like do you know anything about this or this software it's like oh okay well what would you do in this situation and then it just lists everything off half of the content might actually be useful yeah it is nowhere near world domination like everyone says it
0: is <laughs> I wonder if we'll go ever go an episode without talking about AI. I have thought the same thing. I have tried not to have, not to have it dominate because I don't want the same like topic. But currently in tech, it is by far the biggest story, and it has been affecting everyone and every company, and everyone's talking about it. So it's kind of hard to get away from it. But I'm glad in at least the first half of this episode we didn't even touch on it. Um, yeah, and there's some new stuff out there that's. That's happening, so I'm excited. Yeah. It'll
1: it'll it'll be good in the long run. Just that's why I said don't be afraid of it. Just start using it. You'll yeah. see you'll see how much it can do.
0: <laughs> yeah, very quickly, because you just put something in and it it will shock you with what it it comes back with and say it very confidently. Well, you got any other things? Any that's it for me. All right, same here. Check us out. Uh we're gonna be we're going to keep going and release new episodes every Thursday, 12:30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thank you guys for watching and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. <laughs>